Hey, welcome to Livecast with Ryan Leake. Thank you so much for checking out this episode, podcast, designed to equip you with the tools to change your life. If you're watching this right now, uh, you might be thinking to yourself, why are you wearing a suit, Ryan? And why is your host, Fosti, wearing a dress? If you're listening to this, you can't see what we're wearing, and that doesn't really matter to you. But <laughs> today's episode is special, and uh, today um, I am kicking off uh, today's podcast by highlighting a nonprofit that I think uh, we all should uh, support. And uh, that nonprofit is the Mark Cuban Heroes Center. Um, and they have a program called the Suit Up Experience. And the Suit Up Experience is a program designed for young men ages 15 to 25. They host an annual event where they provide suits to young men every year. And uh, they have converted uh, one of their locker rooms into what they call the Heroes uh, Haberdashery. So go ahead and check out this video. Inside Thomas Jefferson High School. I think we found your color. It was somebody's time. Every day's a good day. To shine. All these ties all look good. good. These are young men with special needs. Autism, cerebral palsy, and other intellectual disabilities. Brandon, we need a tie over here. But today they got custom tailored clothes from head to toe. Tis the season every day. Part of the annual suit-up experience by the Heroes Foundation and Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. I'm actually kind, kind of excited, but I'm a little bit nervous at the same time. Nervous because while a pink pocket square can be all it takes to bring a smile, the experience needed one more thing. A DJ and the Mavs Maniacs revving up a high school auditorium crowd to give the young men of Thomas Jefferson that moment to shine. I don't know what happened. This was just a simple idea. Hey, let's get these kids some suits. Now look at all of this. This is amazing. The simple idea was a fashion show. Young men dressed at their best, a model at their side, and an audience to cheer them on. It's just giving them a chance to be in the spotlight. Thomas Atkins is their special ed teacher. I want them to have this chance for this to be their day. A day for students like Jordan Negretti. He doesn't talk much, but his mom says this means more than any of us could understand. And I couldn't be happier that he had this opportunity to shine. And today, he shined like a shining star, and I was so proud of him. The other goal to give these young men pride in themselves. What really touches me is just seeing my kids, and they're having such a good time, and they're so happy right now. And that's all that today was about, miserable weather or not. I love all of you very much. I'm so happy to be here with you. It's an amazing day. A bright and shining, amazing day. I love what they're doing, and I think what they're doing for underprivileged uh, young men around the city is absolutely incredible. So I encourage you to go to uh, markcubanherocenter.org and uh, maybe you can donate a suit or, or maybe just donate to the organization um, and make a difference um, in the lives of underprivileged young men. That's Basti, awesome. over to you. All right, let's get started. So we have been talking about the book Unoffendable and you want to get this book either on Audible or on Amazon. And in like your Audible. book... I like Audible. Audible. I do. Well, people can work out. Yes, that's true. Listen to me yell at them about being <laughs> unoffendable. That's true. So, so you can Yeah, audiobooks are great nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, so in your book, let's dive right in. You yeah. talk about how offenses can rob someone of decades. What do you mean by that? Um, I was... Uh, I remember I was at the airport. I met this guy who... Um, who had just won a fitness competition, and he uh, he's 
he started crying in the terminal and he said, man, I'm sorry to get emotional, but I, I just won. And I didn't have anyone to celebrate with. And I was like, oh my gosh, man, I can't, I can't wow. believe that. So I said, man, so I just started talking to him about his life and, and just ripped, jacked. And I just thought, man, tell me, tell me about your, your journey and how you became, you know, this fitness monstrosity. And what I ended up learning about him is that he, he said, man, you know, in middle school, I couldn't get a date and, and I was bullied. And, and I thought, what an amazing destination you arrived at. But I wonder if you got there for the wrong reasons. I wasn't concerned about his physique. I was concerned for his soul. Mm-hmm. There was a brokenness um, that I sensed from him that I thought, man, how many times have I sat across the table from someone at coffee or at dinner and they were bringing up a, a brokenness that was from two, three decades before yeah. that? And so sometimes a person Hmm. is 45 and 55 years old still complaining about what their father told them when they were kids. And I'm just going, and that's horrible what your dad said in 1975. It's just like... Let it go. It's a long time. Like, and so it's it's not to diminish what they said, but the time in which they said it. It's Mm -hmm. like, man... We we have to be careful that we don't rehearse the worst of humanity, that we don't um, replay in our minds the worst things that have been said to us over and over and over again because we run the risk of of losing decades of our life. And, and sometimes um, I, I heard this story about Ted Turner uh and I don't know the validity of the story. So, and, and, and there, it was an evangelist that told the story. So, he, mm-hmm. so they could have been making the whole thing up, but, <laughs> um, but I, yeah. I, I, I will reshare it. Yeah. Yeah. Saying, Hey, this could totally not be true. But, um, Ted Turner, um, when he, I believe when he became a billionaire, um, who owns TNT, TBS, mm-hmm. all those companies, um, when he was notified that, Hey, you just reached the billion mark. Um, the story goes that he slammed his fist on his desk and said, are you proud of me now, Dad? Wow. And um, I, I, I've never forgotten that story. And and, and, and I'm, I'm going to Google that as soon as this podcast is over <laughs> to find out how true or not true that is. But it does speak to the sentiment of a lot of people that are in that position that yeah. are constantly going, man, if, if, if only yeah. my dad would be proud of me, mm-hmm. if only... That there was someone to to applaud. I mean, sometimes we can just carry that thing into our thirties and forties and fifties mm-hmm. and sixties, and and before you know it, you you've you've missed out on a lot. And so sometimes, what I I'll just say out loud, and it's kind of funny when I when I first say it, people kind of just kind of squint. But I I have this saying: no one's at the lunch table anymore. They're not there. Sometimes uh, you are trying to prove something to a group of people who's not paying attention yeah, at all. They're not there anymore. And so it's like, all right, some, some people have bought houses. And if you really looked inside the motives of why they bought that house, it was to impress someone they used to go to school with and hoping that by some chance, the photo of their brand new home mm-hmm. makes it onto their newsfeed. Flexing, yes. And that they're, that they're yes. and it's just going... That's a bad reason to buy the house. Mm-hmm. 
And so I, I've I've just seen old wounds ruin people's future, and and, and I don't think it has to. Mm-hmm. And it's what you said. It stems from a brokenness. Yeah. You know, it stems from just not dealing with those, yeah. you know, issues. So how does one combat that? How, what do you do with your own past offenses? I think each and every one of us has a certain degree of energy, mental energy, spiritual energy, mm-hmm. physical energy. Offense requires so much energy. Holding on to that requires so much energy. And so part of that is making a decision about where do you want to put your energy? And and for some people have a certain degree of creative energy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they are wasting thinking about someone else, you know. Um, in another episode, you know, we talk about um, this idea of, uh, what, what do we call it? It was the... Uh, Where? Which one? Life space. Oh, uh, what was it called? Your thought space and prayer life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving yeah. somebody <clears throat> thought space. Yeah. Um, so, so there's there's this idea that there is a a space in our brain that we make for offense and negative things that people mm-hmm. have said about us, and I just think we can spend a, a lot of exhaust way too much energy. Yeah. On, on the wrong things that could be used towards our our future. You know, I I just I think about. Um, what you've done in the last year, what you have spent your energy doing to mm-hmm. get better at so many different things. I think about the energy you've put into working out. I think mm-hmm. about the energy you've put into every time we talk to you, you're always reading a new book. Mm-hmm. You're always trying to get better at something. And uh, I'm excited to even just promote your podcast today. You know, <laughs> Healthy Heart Talks. Okay? Yes. Go to uh, iTunes and search Healthy Heart Talks, Talks. Bosti Cruz. Yes. And um, and I just think all of that required energy. Mm-hmm. And, and some people can think that some of the things like starting a podcast, like, oh, it's so hard. <laughs> yes. Writing a book is so hard. And it's like, yeah, it is. Yeah. But so is a lot of things. Yeah. You know, and it's like you think about the energy that is required to hold on to an offense. It's like, you could have been using that energy to do something to else. To go figure out how to start a podcast <laughs> and go figure out how to, I mean, Pete, yes. people assume like mm-hmm. that, you know, whenever you like start a podcast, it's like, oh, so, so, so you, you know what you were doing. I was like, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. How, how this podcast got started. I walked up to, to Zach Stone at the church and I said, Hey man, I'm getting ready. And he said, I'm in. And I was like, I didn't even tell you. <laughs> I didn't even tell you. I didn't even tell you what I was going to do. He goes, dude, I trust it. I, I know you're awesome. awesome. He's like, he's like, I'm in for whatever you need. I'm just going, okay. So I literally started asking him questions about audio and like what I needed mm-hmm. to get a podcast started. And he basically would just send me homework. You need to go get this mic. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And I'd send him audio samples. And he goes, you need to change this. All right, now you need to send a mic to to the host. Okay, now you need to... And it was just like, figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Those things require energy. And it's like... So it's not that it's easy. It's just that I think it's about making a decision about where do I want to spend my energy? Yeah. And it's not that I'm just going... I'm just going to forget that you ever said anything. But I think every single day, each and every one of us has a choice to make about how we're going to spend our day, how we're going to spend our time. 
And sometimes when you have uh, filled your life with so much purpose, Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't even have time to think about. um, I've had enough people say enough offensive things to me that I can't even remember 90% of them. Mm -hmm. And part of that is every day I am waking up full of purpose and Mm -hmm. full of of things to do. And and sometimes that's me hanging out with my kids. Sometimes it's hanging out with my wife or sometimes that's writing a book or, or recording a podcast. But I think we... We've, we've got to be guardians of our energy. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's um, offense has robbed us of so much energy. It's not. Even fun. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's so but it's so easy to hold on, I think, for people to yeah. the anger, the resentment. Yeah. And I think once they let it go, they look back and go, what? I lost all that time, yeah. you know, especially people that say I let that go. Mm. But it's still there, right? you know, and it's still like festering in their life and you can see it, you know, in mm-hmm. different aspects of their life. Um, so how can someone turn down some of those voices that have offended them? Because that's that's something that people they don't want to do that. They I feel yeah. like it's the you know, that saying that says the the wheel that squeaks the loudest gets the most attention. Right. I feel like that's the same way for people that have been offended. Their thoughts are like the loudest, like you're nothing. You're never going to amount to anything. I never believed in you, whatever. You're nothing. nothing. (laughs) Um, So I think this is, this is real. This is, this is, this is huge. Um, Because we all have a proverbial they that exist in our minds that yes. is a peanut gallery of critics that keep us from moving forward mm-hmm. all the time. And I think that what we must do is we must ask the question, who is they? Who is they? Yes. So one of my favorite questions to ask people whenever someone brings me, a, albeit a rumor about the church or um, a rumor about any, about me or in, what people are saying. I'll say, what people? <laughs> yeah. Who, who, who are we talking about? Give me a list. Well, you know, <laughs> well, I guess I talked to two people. Or sometimes people, sometimes somebody will say, um, people are, people want us to open up right now. We got to get this church open right now. Pe- people are out there talking. And I'll just go, who? What people? And, and what ends up happening, is, it's not that nobody said it. It's just that it was two people. Mm-hmm. And so one of the mistakes that we can make is believing that one person's opinion is everybody's opinion or two person's opinion is everybody's opinion. Mm-hmm. And so we, we do a lot of copying and pasting of going, well, everybody must think this way. Mm-hmm. And, and I just don't think that that's true at all. And I think we, we have to put people's voices in a proper perspective. It's in opinion. Maybe it's two people's opinion. But I, I think one of the things that I learned from Brene Brown that has mm-hmm. been transformational for my life is this idea of a square squat. So mm-hmm. it's not this idea that I don't care what anybody thinks. No, it's actually I'm actually choosing a group of people um, to, to care about what they think because I know they're for me and, and they want the best for me. So they might say something that's hurtful. They may say, say something that's helpful. But I've given them permission to be on my square square squad. So what, how she describes it is a one inch card by one inch card, and she says you put as many names as you can fit on that, which isn't a lot. Not a lot. If you don't make the card, you you don't get a voice. You don't yeah. get a vote. And so I think that that's that's been very helpful for me to be able to say, okay, um, 
it's not that I don't care about what anybody thinks. It's just that, man, there are some people that I've, I've put on this card mm-hmm. on my square squat that, um, I, I value their opinion and, uh, the people that are on it have very different perspectives than, than mine. They look differently than me. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them vote, um, differently than I would ever vote. And, um, it's, it's, they, they just come from completely different mm-hmm. walks of life. And so I, I've just valued, um, valued their perspective. I say vote completely differently than I, than I would ever vote, but I don't even know that that's the thing for me, <laughs> <laughs> but, but so, so yeah. anyway, cause I'm, I'm just not a politically charged uh, yeah. person whatsoever, yeah. but, but nevertheless, um, I think a square squad is, uh, is, is huge for people mm-hmm. to be able to, to get, get their equilibrium uh, of going. I'm an avid believer of that square yeah. squad. I talk about it. Shameless plug here in my episode one. Okay. Um, I talk yeah. about it because in letting go of of relationships. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give us a preview of episode one. This <laughs> your show. I Can talk we about the background. Can we change the background quickly to uh, I the talk about the the letting go piece of like when it's hard to let go. You hear so many different people's opinions. Right. And I remember when I needed to let go. If I think about my square squad, it was. My parents, my sisters, you and your wife, my other friends, Jamie and Camille, and that was it. Like, Mm -hmm. and those were the voices and the opinions that I heard that resonated with me. So I think if people were to label their they, Mm -hmm. you know, they would find out that it's not that many people. It really isn't. You know, and if they were to really do that homework about let me la- let me name the people that I'm going to give permission to then then they would live more of a, yeah. of a life of peace but you know what I've learned Ryan is that people are just lazy they don't want to do the work mm-hmm. you know and I hope and pray that in 2020 it has opened us up to a lot of things you know right. I have never heard more this year than I've actually I'm, I'm starting to go to therapy and I'm like Wow, mm. this is great. So I think that this unoffendable, the topic today about past offenses, like I think allowing yourself to like release yourself of that and just saying, you know what? These are the people that are going to matter in my life. I'm not going to let this go. I'm going to put my energy towards good. I'm going to invest in myself to get over that, you know, right. to live a life truly unoffendable. Yeah, and I, and I think there's a massive difference between hearing your opinion about something I've said or done and giving your opinion authority in my life. Mm, I think that's that, good. I think that's what ends up happening when we start replaying that opinion or that offense over and over in our head mm-hmm. is we gave it authority where yeah. it was never meant to do that. And so I think when we name our they, who the, whoever these people are, um, they will either get credibility or lose it once we name them. And then we have to ask ourselves, was it something that they just said? Because I guarantee you the people that have offended us in the past never gave the offense hoping that it would have an authority and, and make immobilize us. Mm-hmm. And it's know? also interesting because some people don't realize when they say things, mm-hmm. how it falls on that person. Oh, you and I had a conversation about this. Yes. Remember? Yes. I yes. had a season in my life yes. where I felt like everything that I said to everyone was either offending them, hurting them. And I'm like, what's going on? And I remember you telling me like, when you're a person 
that has a voice of influence, people are going to lean in a little bit more. Oh, yeah. And I remember I took notes in that conversation and I challenged myself, like, stop, like, just just not change who you are. Right. Just be careful how you say things and 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 when when the timing of it is. 100%. You know, and I think, again, it goes back to self-awareness. Yeah. If I didn't have the awareness to say, I need to call up my friend, coach, mentor, Ryan, and help me out with this one issue that I'm having, yeah. then I probably today would still have that same issue, you know? Uh, I, I mean, and, and vice versa, too. You know, I feel like you and Amanda have had to remind me, like, I'm a naturally goofy person. Most people don't realize exactly how goofy I am, you know? It's true. When I tell people, Ryan's hilarious. Like, They're like, yeah? Like, if people get, like, in my house mm-hmm. and, like, really, like, see how, uh, how like, just goofy I am, I really, like, I don't feel like I can always be that because mm-hmm. people take me so seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't take myself that seriously. Like, y'all need to relax, you know? <laughs> and so, but, like, sometimes people are like, when you said that, I'm like, I don't even remember saying that, you know? It's like, yes. it, so it, it, it can be one of those things where it's like, man, we have to realize that our, that regardless of who we are, we never know the weight our words are carrying with someone else, which yes. is why we should choose our, our, our words because you don't want to contribute to someone holding on to decades. Oh, no. Like, you don't want to be the reason why someone held on to this and sitting at the airport crying. I know. <laughs> you know? Like, what Ryan said to me in middle school, and I, I probably said some crazy stuff in middle school. <laughs> yeah. I was a mean, mean kid, you know? <laughs> and so I don't know who's sitting, you know, with their kids right now, boo-hoo-hoo. And, and if you're watching right now, well, listening, I'm sorry, man. My bad. <laughs> and and I, I think that... I will not apologize me. for every bully I beat up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for checking out this episode of LifeCast with Ryan Lee. If today's episode added value to your life, this is what I want you to do. I want you to share it with your best friend. I want you to call your best friend right now to listen. you got to listen to this episode. You can also rate us, review us, and please don't forget to subscribe. We'll see you next time.